At the recent drag march in New York City, transsexuals marched while repeating the pro-pedophilia sounding chant, We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Was this just mere words as much of the mainstream media, including NBC, reported? Or does this simply underscore what millions of Americans are concerned about regarding the perverse grooming leading to the sexual mutilation and ruination of our kids? Hey, it's good to be with you today. I'm sorry, Brother Chad is out today. He's really sick. He did everything he could to get here. Couldn't make it, uh, but he's going to be with us hopefully next week. But man, we are in, I'm going to encourage you right now, buckle your seatbelts with the clips I'm going to show you, the discussion we're going to have with regard to this agenda that we are going to be looking at, the transsexual gay agenda and the targeting of our children. After you see what you're going to see and after you take a a deep dive with me in this short amount of time that we have, uh, if you are not moved, you're going to have to take your pulse to see whether you're alive or not because uh, you're not going to get this in the mainstream media. You're not going to see this in 99% of most Christian media because it's just too dark, but you need to know what's going on because we need to be aware that the Lord Jesus Christ revealed to us that in the last days, it would be like the days of Lot, like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, where there was a militant movement against those who stood for truth and the spread of, in fact, it was old people and young people as well joined together that came against Lot and his family and sought to rape the men that were in his house. So if we discuss this subject, I really encourage you uh, to be prayerful and to be wise. And if you have children in your midst, you might want to, you know, just give you a little a parental advisory for, for the sake of your children. We also want to encourage you, if you feel led, please subscribe and give us a thumbs up because we want this to get out to as many people as possible because, as you probably know by now, we love to share the gospel and we see a lot of people saved through our videos. So I encourage you to subscribe and, uh, and give us a thumbs up. After the transsexual march there in New York City, Governor DeSantis, who is also a presidential candidate, made the declaration that if you're going to come after our children, we're going to have problems. We're going to stand up for our kids. You know, there was a thing, I think it was in New York City. Some of you may have seen, it was, a, it was some type of demonstration, and they had like these drag queens saying, the chant was, we're coming for your children. Well, let me tell you this, you know, like in... People, adults, you know, they do, it's a free country, right? I mean, like, I kind of just, like, you know, mind my own business. But you start coming for our kids, we've got problems. And we are going to stand up for our kids. Let's face it, folks, gay parades, trans parades, and so forth, they already have an influence on many children because there's all kinds of children out there actually seeing the special rights uh, that, that gays and transgenders have beyond even heterosexuals because they're out there showing their junk in front of a bunch of little kids and where that would be illegal for you to kind of walk around the street like that, and it should be illegal, uh, you can get away with it if you're in a trans or gay parade in some areas. Hi there. I was just looking to ask an officer a question, uh, and then I got forwarded to you. Um, is there? I just want to make sure I'm not working outside of any laws or anything like that. If you want to be out in the street, you you have to be fully clothed, and you can't be naked or anything like that, right? Well, I mean, there are naked people running around on the street. Okay, but is that against the law? That would be some mental health issues. Oh, okay, I agree with you on that one. I, I, I just, I'm having a hard time. Yesterday I seen um, a bunch of people naked in front of children and police officers, you know, seeing men with their penis out in front of kids, and I'm just wondering if... 
That's acceptable. Was that part of the, was that part of the Pride, you mean? Was that y- on the weekend? Yeah, it was at the Pride Parade. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's always the issue then each year. Yeah. Is that what's the issue with that? Sorry. Well, I mean that happens every year. Oh, so like it's kind of like it's okay for when it's at the Pride Parade, but not in other situations, obviously. Exactly. I would. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. I find it absolutely ridiculous, you guys, that. Uh, many of the major news outlets like NBC, the way they covered what was going on with regard to this chant, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, and how they downplayed it and talked about it being mere words as they as reported uh, from the transgender community that, hey, we're kind of just playing into the stereotypes, it's not really serious and so forth. But that would be like the KKK after chanting about how they're going after uh, black folks uh, and so forth, uh, saying, oh, actually, those are just mere words, we're kind of playing into the stereotypes, we're not really actually against black people or going after after black people, when reality, their comments belie their behavior. And it's, it's true as well with the transgender and gay uh, gay movement. Uh, many of the activities within the movements and the agenda, it becomes patently absurd to claim that there's no agenda to reach our children and go after America's children, my children, your children, our grandkids, if you have grandchildren. And it's absolutely reprehensible and it strikes at the heart. And this is something that we do need to stand up against and say, no, you're not going to touch my children. In fact, at the recent New York City Trans Parade or March, uh, there were participants that were actually holding signs that said, groom sissies in reference to cis or to non-transgender children. However, notice that NBC's article on the New York City Drag March that they acknowledged that it was organized by radical fairies. But what NBC failed to mention is that the Radical Fairies, who have been organizing the New York City Drag March for years now, was co-founded by Crowleyan occultist Harry Hay, who was a member before his death of the pro-pedophilia North American Man-Boy Love Association. Yes, NAMLA. Here we see Harry Hay marching in a gay parade, promoting NAMLA with a placard draped over his body. Even the politically correct Wikipedia in their entry on Harry Hay acknowledged that Harry Hay was the, quote, founder of the Mattachine Society, the first sustained gay rights group in the United States, as well as the Radical Fairies, a loosely affiliated gay spiritual movement. Controversially, Hay was an actual supporter of NAMBLA, a pedophile advocacy organization, and that he, quote, spoke out in support of relationships of men and young boys, as young as 13. Harry Hay, of course, uh, went to several NAMBLA meetings, North American Man-Boy Love Association meetings, uh, where he, they discussed things in those meetings, uh, like you know, you know, eradicating age of consent laws so they could get to our children. After all, uh, homosexuals can't really reproduce, and they want fresh blood, and um, not all homosexuals want kids, obviously, thank God, but many of them do. Many trans people obviously do. We're looking at those who started these gay parades, or I should say uh, organized many of these gay parades in in New York City, including uh, the recent one. But it's interesting. uh, They want to erase or eradicate these age of consent laws because they want our children. They want to groom them because they want fresh meat. Okay, They want to grow their movement. And Harry Hay, even at one of these meetings, suggested that they change the name NAMBLA uh, to Boy Lovers. You know, and it's absolutely disgusting, folks. Gay journalist and SNM activist Donna Minkowitz acknowledged that, quote, some of NAMLA's literature has pictures of seven-year-old kids. And she went on to protest that little kids don't have the capacity to say yes or no and enter into such sexual relationships. What's even crazier about this is 
Harry Hay, being the co-founder of Radical Fairies, was a member of Satanist Aleister Crowley's Order Templi Orientis, or the OTO. He was called the oldest hippie because he was going after the young guys. Yet Satanist Aleister Crowley himself was a pedophile. Crowley said this, quote, Let me seduce the boys of England. I shall fight openly for that which no living Englishman dare defend, even in secret sodomy. America's top sexologist, Alfred Kinsey, who notoriously influenced the sexual penal code throughout the United States, as well as academia, corroborated with pedophiles who encouraged to keep diaries of the responses of children that they were molesting. By far the most disturbing evidence against the Kinsey reports is the information pertaining to the sexual behavior of children. This was something noted in the 1950s by Professor Albert Hobbs, who wrote that, according to Kinsey, a child molester may have contributed favorably to a child's later sociosexual development. Should Americans trust information about child sexuality from child molesters who were raping kids? As Dr. Bancroft has admitted, Kinsey's pedophile data directly impacts sex education in America. These specific findings about these children are totally irrelevant to modern sex education. But where did Kinsey get his information? Did it really come from just one man? The allegedly lone pedophile that Bancroft and the Kinsey Institute point to was known as Mr. Green in Kinsey's research. His real name was Rex King, a man who kept written diaries in which he claimed to have molested more than 800 children. Like most pedophiles, King was never caught and never served a day in prison. The Kinsey Institute usually presents King as a man who simply kept meticulous records and mysteriously came into contact with Kinsey. This same idea was presented in the Hollywood film Kinsey starring Liam Neeson. But what Kinsey supporters do not reveal is that Mr. Green had been personally trained by Kinsey's mentor, Dr. Robert Dickinson something admitted by Paul Gephardt in the 1998 British documentary, Kinsey's Pedophiles. Kinsey was told about Green by his own mentor in sex research, Dr. Robert Dickinson. Dickinson had collaborated with the pedophile for several years and taught him how to record his child abuse in scientific detail. He told him how to measure things and time things and, uh, and encouraged him to uh, he knew he was going to do his uh, ordinary behavior anyway. Dickinson couldn't have stopped him from being a pedophile. <laughs> but he said, at least you ought to uh, you know, do something scientific about it so there'll be, it won't be just your jollies. It'll be something worthwhile to science. Alfred Kinsey was not only an admirer of Aleister Crowley the Satanist, but is seen here with Satanist Kenneth Anger at Crowley's former sex temple in Sicily, taking a stage picture under a pic of Aleister Crowley. Kinsey's sex partner and co-author, Wardell Pomeroy, stated that Kinsey and Kenneth Anger removed the paint used by the Italian government to cover up Crowley's obscene pictures, which Crowley left behind when he was kicked out of Italy. They found that these depictions, which Crowley painted, were perverse orgies, which included children. Pomeroy wrote of this in his book, Dr. Kinsey and the Institute of Sex Research, stating, quote, 
The great beast and his followers were against any kind of religion in any form except their own. They held group orgies as a part of their ritual and included in them the small children the women brought with them. The walls inside were still painted in British oriental colors and were covered with the most open, as Kinsey put it, sexual action pictures, basically child pornography. The remainder of the paintings were life-size representations of sexual activity, both homosexual, heterosexual, singly, doubly, and in groups, including children. Dr. Pomeroy, Kinsey's protege and sex partner, actually appeared in court trying to defend eradicating the age or at least lowering the age of consent so men could get to our children. It's interesting as well that he was the founder of the Institute for the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, whose staff and faculty performed group, couple, and single-person illegal sexual conduct, including child pornography. In our groundbreaking video called The Kinsey Syndrome, which Ted Bear of Movie Guide uh, stated was one of the most important videos of the 21st century. We actually went to San Francisco and we went into the Kinsey Spond Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, which Pomeroy founded, and confronted them in regard to one of their declarations that they stood against any discrimination in regard to age regarding sexuality, i.e. sexual consent laws. Even if it's two minutes, the no, pain... No, I really can't. No, Can you answer uh, one question for us, sir? Needless to say, our initial attempts were met with resistance. There's, there's, can we get just one answer on your website, which you make public? You say that you help those who are disadvantaged because they're aged sexually. Does that add up to endorsing pedophilia? I do not endorse anything. I would like strongly that. recommend that you turn the camera off and leave right now. This is private, private property. property. Get out. Despite what appears to have been a denial, the Institute's website declares it is the sexual right of all people to engage in sexual acts or activities of any kind whatsoever, and that people have the right to sexual entertainment, including sexually explicit materials dealing with the full range of sexual behavior. If taken literally, these so-called rights would obviously include pedophilia and child pornography. So, folks, you can see that this is a movement that's actually rooted in Satanism with a Lester Crowley, Harry Hay, a member of his OTO, who's considered the founder of the modern-day gay liberation movement. And this is spreading like wildfire. And many Christians are just sitting back watching it happen, saying we need to love each other and just let this stuff spread without standing up and speaking the truth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this has been happening for years. In fact, I think as far back as 1987, gay activist Michael Swift he wrote an article uh, that he wrote as, you know, hyperbole or, or tongue-in-cheek, supposedly, that actually proved prophetic. Swift said this, in an article originally published in Boston's Gay Community News and now printed in the Congressional Record, Swift made this what seems to be now a prophetic declaration, quote, We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools. Check. In your dormitories, check. In your gymnasiums, check. In your locker rooms, check. In your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, your sons shall become our minions and do our bidding. They will be recast in our image. They will come to crave and adore us. In 2011, gay activist Daniel Valario penned a column for Queerity.com entitled, Can We Please Just Start Admitting That We Do Actually Want to Indoctrinate Kids? Folks, with all the denial around, because many people are up in arms, many of these drag queens have admitted that they are 
going after our children, whether it's chanting in parades or whether it's like Daniel Pontiff, who uh, before a council meeting declared that, hey, we are actually, you know, we're trying to groom the children. Hi, my name is Dylan Pontiff. I'm actually going to be one of the drag queens reading for Drag Queen Storytime. So apparently to a lot of people in this room, I'm the big boogeyman. But I'm here to let you know that this event is something that's going to be very beautiful. And for the children and the people that support it are going to realize that this is going to be the grooming of the next generation. We are trying to groom the next generation. Now you have these people that are trying to prevent drag shows from being even seen by children. Like for pride events, like kids not being able to go to pride events because they don't want children to see drag queens. I think that if I can just like pull a few doing that drag queen story time for the first time and getting to read to these kids and sitting there and being introduced to all of this stuff. And so by the time that they see it, whenever they're teenage years, preteen years, it's not something that's weird and it's not something that's abnormal. In fact, you can't make up how gross, how wicked, how perverse, how satanic all of this is, especially when you have San Francisco, you know, gay men's choir singing about how they are going after our children. And this is especially creepy when you realize that several of these guys that are singing about going after our children are registered sex offenders. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. You can keep them from disco. Warn about San Francisco. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Now, of course, a lot of people want to say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe that's just all tongue in cheek. But the reality is, folks, their spokesperson actually stated basically that they are indoctrinating children because in a declaration, he pointed out that, hey, the Christians, you guys have been indoctrinating your kids for a long time. Now it's our turn. Or, But wait a minute. We are encouraging our own children. You're going after our children because you don't have children. In fact, let me read the declaration by the spokesperson. He stated, quote, after decades of children being indoctrinated and taught intolerance for anyone who was other, from using the Bible as a weapon to reparative therapy, it's our turn. We have dedicated ourselves to being role models, teaching and spreading the message of love, tolerance, and celebration through our music, end quote. So there you have it, folks. There's an acknowledgement right there that we're using our music to teach your children, okay? So they can say, oh, well, it's just all fun, or it's just, we know what's up, guys. It's satanic to the core. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, that there is a satanic movement afoot to destroy your children. In fact, Satanist Lester Crowley, who's been prominent in this show, as we've shown that a lot of this starts with him, he said that, that the marriage institution is, is detestable. And he stated that the family is public enemy number one. Okay, that sounds familiar. That sounds like what BLM was saying, right? That they wanted the destruction of the nuclear family. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ warned us in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in Revelation chapter 11, that this was coming. He even stated that even Jerusalem would be like Sodom, 
which was destroyed because of their gross sexual perversion and homosexuality. He said it'd be like Sodom and Egypt. And in the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, the Lord Jesus Christ said this, it was the same in the days of Lot. He's speaking of what happened in Sodom. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planning and building. But in the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. The half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ wrote in Jude 1.7, And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. I hope and pray that your hearts are breaking for the children who are under this onslaught of evil. Uh, How could your hearts not break? You know, this is wicked. If you are on the wrong side of this and you are standing against the Lord Jesus Christ and you are all about exploiting the kids and, and brainwashing them and, and, and telling them that there's no God or, and that God doesn't have a design between male and female, the two coming together as one flesh in holy marriage and bringing forth beautiful children and you're promoting this lifestyle, I encourage you, I encourage you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to consider eternity. This life is very short. You're gonna be standing before God saying, we need to get right with God. You see, our hearts need to break for the children, but guess what? God's heart also breaks for those who are on the wrong side of this because he loves them. He wants to see them saved. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, the apostle Paul says, be not deceived. He gives a list of those who will not inherit the kingdom of God, like, like drunkards and extortioners and revilers and thieves and so forth. But he also mentions uh, uh, homosexuals, uh, adulterers. He mentions fornicators, heterosexual sexuals, deviancy too. But he mentions homosexuals and he says also the effeminate. And the effeminate are men, as we see it, that Greek word is used in those days of men that sought to be like women, who would shave themselves like women and try to, to wear the women's clothes and actually castrate themselves in some cases, that they will not inherit God's kingdom. But the beautiful promise is, is that we can be saved from that. It doesn't matter how wicked you've been, how far down the path you've gone against God in sexual perversion, you can be saved because the Apostle Paul goes on to declare of those former homosexuals and effeminate and adulterers and so forth that were in those in, at the Church of Corinth. He goes on to declare this. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. There's a beautiful promise there, folks. They were made clean because they called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and they were forgiven. They were cleansed of their sins because everything they had done was forgiven because Christ died for every one of us. He died for all of our sins. In fact, the scripture goes on to say, not only were they calling upon the name of the Lord, but it goes on to say that they were made holy by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God, that's God in us, the hope of glory for those who know the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we become forgiven of our sins because he paid for every sin we've committed on the cross. But the Holy Spirit comes to live in us and he transforms us. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Apostle Paul writes, If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have become new. So the beautiful promise is this. Jesus doesn't only forgive us when we come to him. That's the good news. But the news is not just good, it's great because he also transforms us and gives us new desires. And those perverse, ungodly, unnatural desires, men with men, women with women, are transformed as God sanctifies us through a process where we become, we become more and more like Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 13, the apostle Paul says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. That means you can call upon the name of the Lord. That means he loves you. Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 that he was the chief of sinners. He says it's a trustworthy saying that Jesus Christ came to the world to save sinners, of which Paul says, I am chief. I'm the worst. But Paul goes on to say, God saved me to show you or show others that whoever comes to Christ would also be accepted. Because after all, if he died for the worst of sinners, therefore he would accept everybody because he died for everybody. Don't let the enemy have your eternal soul. It's not worth it. Jesus says, what is a profit man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Hell is forever and ever and ever. Jesus warned about hell more than anybody else in the Bible, but he also is the way, the truth, and life. He said, nobody comes to the Father but through me. I encourage you to turn to him now so you can have eternal life and be with the Father God forever. I encourage everybody listening, watch over your children. Watch that they don't get sucked in through social media, through friends that may introduce them to this perversion. Watch your children with your very lives. We love you guys. God bless you and press on in the Lord Jesus Christ. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.